It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, powered by Pepsi. Who, of course, want to remind you that thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment, or even overbearing sports parents, fewer than one percent of one percent of one percent of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league: the League of Football Watchers. This football season, of course, has been different, but Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi, of course, is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. So go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. What is up, everybody? Billy Rossetti with you here on a Victory Monday on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Woo! Party! That's right. It's been a while. Always fun to talk about a victory for the Panthers as the five-game losing streak came to an end on Sunday as the Panthers pitch a shutout. Did not expect that at all either. I thought this was a a pretty close game because really wasn't sure how this game was going to go. Both teams obviously with a lot of question marks, but the Panthers come away with a 20 to nothing victory over the Detroit Lions. And we'll dig into some of the numbers. We'll talk about what ended up being a, a pretty good day, you know, not not a terrible, you know, really not a terrible day at, at worst uh, by P.J. Walker, who, of course, got his first start. So we'll touch on that and we'll start looking ahead to finally what we could say is the final game before the Panthers buy. I mean, this has been a long time coming that we're heading into week 12 and we're still not yet at the Panthers buy, but it is almost here. So we'll start looking ahead to Minnesota and... Start kind of looking ahead because now we're starting to settle in in terms of, you know, draft positioning, whatnot. So start kind of, you know, looking ahead there and um, just getting ready for another great week here at the podcast. So really excited to dig into that and dig into uh, what, again, was a not a bad day here for the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. So that's coming up in a minute. But first, a shout-out to our friends over at Echelon. You know, when it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, hitting your fitness goals, feeling great about yourself. And Echelon can get you there as they offer the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. So no matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout 
from the comfort of your own home. And their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members work out at the same time. So right now you can try Echelon or any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. So go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. So again, that's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit, F-I-T dot com slash NFL. So go go check them out now and thank them. And we certainly thank them for uh, sponsoring the podcast today. And of course, again, a shout out to our friends at Pepsi, who of course want to remind you that this season has been different. But of course, Pepsi is always here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season, whether you're at home, whether you're able to make it to Bank of America Stadium, whatever the case may be. Pepsi is here to get you ready through any game day because they're Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. So go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. So let's talk about kind of what went down on Sunday. And again, it was a really, we'll kind of say surprising turn of events because like I said, I really didn't expect this game to end up in a shutout, honestly. I, I did not think the Panthers, not not just a shutout, but the Panthers winning this game by three touchdowns, really didn't expect that to happen. I, I really thought this was going to be a, a close game, you know, especially I thought with Matthew Stafford ending up, ending up playing, I thought that would at least keep the teams a little balanced. I mean, clearly the Lions, of course, had the edge at the quarterback play, but you could tell there were times that Matthew Stafford's thumb was bothering him, and the Panthers were able to really take advantage of that. You know, a couple of turnovers and um, kind of rattling Matthew Stafford a little bit throughout the game, you know, putting a, a little bit of little bit of pressure on him. And of course, by by a little bit of pressure, I mean to the tune of five sacks. So you're usually in good shape <laughs> to win football games when you win or when you sack the opposing quarterback five times. Uh, they completely shut down the run too. Um, yes, the Lions were obviously shorthanded in that sense because DeAndre Swift is not in this game, but. The Panthers still did a really nice job of containing Adrian Peterson and Carrion Johnson, who we ended up expecting would basically go 50-50 in terms of running the football. And that's pretty much exactly what happened. They, they had almost identical rushing lines. They held Adrian Peterson to 18 yards on seven carries, and they held Carrion Johnson to 17 yards on six carries. So they only... They held the Lions to under three yards. Even if you add in uh, Matthew, even if you take away Matthew Stafford's numbers, they held the Lions to under three yards per carry, and that's kind of the momentum boost and the confidence boost that this team certainly needed, especially when you're going into a Week Twelve game now, where you're going up against a guy that's been absolutely incredible over the last couple of weeks, and we're, of course, talking about 
Dalvin Cook. So that's going to be an extremely difficult matchup and assignment for the for the Panthers. So to get that little bit of a confidence boost of holding Peterson and Johnson to just 25 yards, and again you add in Matthew Stafford, or excuse me, 35 yards on 13 carries, and then adding in Stafford's rushing yards, they held the Lions as a team to 40 yards rushing on 17 carries. So that's what the Panthers needed to do. And then really just shut down Matt Stafford in the passing game as well. I mean, he was just 18 of 33 for 178 yards. You know, no one really killed them uh, in the uh, in the passing game either. I mean, they had two players go over 50 yards, but other than that, no one really did damage. So a lot of credit goes to this defense this week and in this game. I mean, overall, it was a pretty good team win, but, you know... Obviously, anytime and you know, anytime you pitch a shutout, it's a uh, it's a it's a big win for the defense, no matter who you're going up against. And again, this is only the second time in the NFL this season that there even was a shutout. So, you know, credit the Panthers' defense; they uh, they they certainly came to play today. I mean, Brian Burns just continues to be. A superstar. I mean, we we know at this point he's a stud. He led the way with two sacks. Zach Kerr got in there with a sack. Efe Obata, a sack and a half. And Yitor Grossmatos had half a sack. So, again, five total sacks on uh, on Matthew Stafford. And our buddy, um, our buddy Josh Klein of Riot Report had an interesting tweet on Sunday too that I I thought was brought up a really good point and he actually talked about FA Obada and talked about how Obada's really been able to transform himself over the uh, the last couple of years because remember this was a kid like Josh Klein noted this was a kid that started his football career in that international pathway program if you remember he of course you know coming over from London and wanting to play in the NFL, the NFL having this program where they want to get more, you know, international players involved and so they get these teams get the roster exemption and the Panthers, you know, this was when they were just one of a few teams. I think they did it as the whole division if I remember correctly. I think each team in the NFC South was able to have one if they wanted. And it was, you know, an exempt position on their off-season roster, and then if they put him on their practice squad, it was basically an extra practice squad player. Now, if they brought him to the 53-man roster, of course, he still counted against the 53. So he initially started on the practice squad, but then over the years worked his way to earning a 53-man roster spot. And remember, this was a guy that got cut earlier in the season, too, and the Panthers were making all these moves. But he just keeps working hard, and that's what you love about a kid like... F.A. Obata, and Sunday was just another another showing for Obata in terms of um, just his resiliency and just the type of player that he is that just keeps fighting and working hard and eventually things pay off for him because he's just one of those good guys that you want to that you want to root for. So great to see him get a sack and a half. You know, Jeremy Chin continues to have big days. 
there's there's a lot of again it's a total team win that's especially on defense you know when you hold again yeah no Kenny Galladay no DeAndre Swift but still like there were some still some players that could have beat this team like TJ Hawkinson and of course you know the Lions kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit too they had a deep they thought they had a deep touchdown pass to I think it was Hawkinson but the Lions got called for an illegal formation, which took the touchdown off the board. So a mix of the Lions shooting themselves in the foot and the Panthers just um, just going nuts on on the Lions' offense all culminated in this shutout victory. So uh, major congrats to all of them involved. You know, we'll flip the script to. The, uh, the the offensive side of the ball because it was a pretty good day on the offense but certainly you know still some improvement that can be made on there so we'll, we'll get into that in a minute but um, take a quick minute here for a couple of shout outs uh, of course want to remind you guys as always um, you know I always appreciate you guys tuning in and check checking us out here on the podcast but as always you know I always like to shout out uh, helping you guys look forward to later in the week where, of course, we have Crossover Thursday because I always enjoy those days. And this week, of course, it's going to be myself and Luke Braun because it is the Panthers against the Vikings. So Luke Braun of Locked on Vikings. Looking forward to chatting with him. And then, you know, the final four stretch. Always, accept, you know, some great guys coming on as well. If you guys aren't familiar with the locked on host there, you should be, especially for uh, the remaining hosts that we have, that we have like Luke Braun of the Vikings, um, Cody Rourke, locked on Broncos, Peter Bukowski, locked on Packers, uh, Chris Russell, locked on Washington football team. And of course, wrapping up with Ross Jackson, locked on Saints. So a lot of exciting stuff here. It's crazy to think though, that there's only five games left. So, uh, not much left, but that's that's what we got looking forward to. Uh, you know, we'll see what we got going on for the bye week as well. Should be interesting. Def- definitely be fun to get through a late bye week, uh, which will only be you know four games left in the season by the time we we get to that bye week. So be on the lookout for that. And again, crossover Thursday, myself and Luke Braun. And then a special thank you, of course, to our friends at BuiltBar.com, providing, of course, the best-tasting protein bar ever, which, of course, includes 18 amazing flavors in their even deliciouser, improved Built Bar, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, plus, of course, a whole bunch of... whole bunch of original flavors for you to choose from and these bars of course are covered in 100 chocolate and soft and easy to chew great for the health conscious guy and you know you basically get the uh the treat of eating a candy bar but the health benefits of eating a protein bar and these are great for a keto diet as well so Built Bar, go check them out. It's BuiltBar.com, so that's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Promo code locked on, and you will get 20% off your next order. So again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use our promo code locked on, and you get 20% off your order. 
So let's touch on the offense a little bit here, which, you know, for this, the circumstances they were given, it wasn't a, uh, a bad day at the offense. It, of course, ended up being P.J. Walker's first start in the NFL after the team decided, you know, they seem like, I guess, they're okay with Teddy Bridgewater's knee, but they wanted to give him a little bit of rest. There was a lot of conflicting reports before the game you know, when the inactive list came out as to what was going on with Teddy Bridgewater. First, they were saying he's going to be active, but he's going to be the emergency quarterback. And then they're saying he's not going to play. It seemed like there was a bunch of gamesmanship and whatnot. We had no idea really what the Panthers were doing with Teddy Bridgewater. But ultimately, it just came down to the Panthers started P.J. Walker Gave Teddy Bridgewater a little bit more time to rest. I would venture to guess that Teddy should be back next week. And and you know Teddy wants to play next week. I mean, it's the team that drafted him. It's kind of bringing everything full circle because they're going up to Minnesota as well. So you know this is going to be a emotional day for Teddy Bridgewater when they go up to Minnesota next week. So you know he really wants to be out there. Uh, but they wanted to give him... Uh, a little bit more rest, I guess. But P.J. Walker wasn't too bad. We've seen in limited time, of course, and you know we also saw in the XFL, this kid can sling it. And he did a little bit of that on Sunday. But there were certainly, you know, certainly times where the offense sputtered a little bit. They were uh, a little bit quiet. And you just felt like things could have went a little bit better. You know, P.J. Walker, of course, threw that interception in the end zone after what was a, uh, a really good drive. So that was a killer. You know, so that's things he needs to work on. But P.J. Walker, you know, he settled in a little bit and he clearly latched on to the uh, to the top receivers. As I mentioned earlier, only f- four players ended up getting catches in this game. And then f- effectively, because, you know, take away the gadget play. Two other players were targeted by Walker, and that was only one target each. That was Alex Arma and Chris Manhurt. So it really became the three top receivers and Mike Davis. Those are really the only guys that ended up being utilized in the passing game. And P.J. Walker clearly showed trust in both D.J. Moore and Curtis Samuel. And obviously a little bit too Robbie Anderson, but D.J. Moore... And Curtis Samuel seemed to be his guys, both getting double-digit targets. And one thing that certainly improved as well, you know, not terribly, but at least they did a little bit better, third-down offense. In fact, they vastly improved on third-down defense. You know, we, we said about, like, being a really, really strong win on the defensive side of the ball – uh, three. They were three of. Or, uh, Detroit was only three of fourteen on offense on third down. So a big, uh, big day at the office in that department for the Panthers. And they even they even pitched a three and out during this game. That was that's a rarity for the for the Panthers this season. And on the offensive side of the ball, they improved a little bit on third down, but again, not terribly. They were they ended up five of fifteen on third down conversions on offense. So, 
you know, they def again they they left some things to be desired. You know, they certainly left some points on the board, but you know they they took care of the football. Like I said, I mean, well, to an extent, I guess they had two turnovers. Uh, the the Lions had one. Um, in fact, the, P- the Panthers had more penalties than the Lions as well. So it, you're you're happy, but you know you obviously feel like there's still a lot to improve on. You know, let's take a little bit of context here. The Panthers were, of course, up against one of the worst teams. You know, their their record is four they were coming in four and five, I get it, you know, and they're still now four and six, but you know, it's the Lions. This team is still a bit of a mess. But listen, a win's a win, and a shutout is a shutout. And again, with you know, a new quarterback and we had no idea again, we didn't even know until Sunday morning that PJ Walker was gonna get the start. I I even went on locked on live. You know, the Sunday morning show with uh, Ross Jackson and Cody Rourke. And I said, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. Now, this was before the uh, the inactive list came out. And then the reports started coming out saying, yeah, he's not going to play. P.J. Walker is going to get the start. So this was obviously a surprise to all of us. So, you know, who knows how much the Panthers were because they never even let on anything. There was really never any reports saying you know, yeah, P.J. Walker is getting the starting reps and blah, blah, blah. So, who knows how much work P.J. Walker even got as the starting quarterback in practice. So, all things considered, P.J. Walker really didn't do that bad of a job. You know, yes, he threw two interceptions, but listen, it's his first... His first NFL start, it's his first game action since February, or February or March, when he was in the XFL. So, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and bash the guy, there's really no need to bash him. I think he did just fine. You know, there's things he certainly needs to improve on in terms of being an NFL quarterback. But the the foundation is there for... PJ Walker and it's just stuff that you could work with over time and and develop him but I thought he wasn't too bad in the pocket I thought he did a nice job getting the ball downfield you know there were some nice deep throws or certainly some throws he missed you know but that's that's natural for a guy that hasn't that really doesn't have a lot of league experience so overall it was a fine day I think that's kind of the best way to put it. It was a fine day for the for the Panthers' offense, but again, I think you know a lot more work still needs to be done, especially as we uh, we get into these final five games of the season. But you know, again, a win's a win. Doesn't matter how pretty it is, and especially when you're on a five-game losing streak, it's always nice to to get that W. You know, and you could tell there's times, too, that this team is slumping a little bit. It could just be fatigue because, again, the fact is they're still two weeks away from their bye week. They still got to go one more week here against the Minnesota Vikings before they finally get to their bye week. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But on a positive note, the Carolina Panthers are no longer in last place in the NFC South. <laughs> they are now 4-7. and seven. The Atlanta Falcons are 3-7 and seven after they lost to the Saints. So that's... That's a positive. Carolina now in uh, third place in the division, and so they um, and they're still sitting with a top ten pick. So things are. Listen, I'm I'm just trying to spin this in as much of a positive light, I guess, <laughs> as I can. But again, we just got to be happy for the most part that they came away with the victory again. You, you never want to see a long losing streak. We're glad the uh, the losing streak's over because it, it would have really sucked for this team to have a seven-game losing streak going into their bye week. So fortunately, that's not going to happen. We look ahead now to the Minnesota Vikings, who, of course, lost in the last two minutes on Sunday against Andy Dalton and the Dallas Cowboys as uh, Dalton hit Dalton Schultz, Dalton to Dalton, interestingly enough, uh, to win the game 31-20 to with about a minute and a half to go. But, like I said earlier, it's going to be a tough assignment because, you know, you're still going up against a... You're still going up against Dalvin Cook, who yesterday ended up with 115 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, you're talking... Dalvin Cook now, this is five of his last seven games now where uh, he was gone over 100 yards. And even week 10 against Chicago, he had 96 yards. So six of his last six of his last seven games, he's gone for at least 98 yards. And, of course, he has, um, what, 13 rushing touchdown so far this season. He, of course, had the 200-yard rushing game against the Lions in Week 9. So that's going to be the big challenge on Sundays. How the heck do the Panthers slow down Dalvin Cook? And in the passing game, too, it's how do they slow down guys like uh, you know Adam Thielen, 123 yards, two touchdowns yesterday. And then Justin Jefferson, who's become one of the league leaders in receiving yards this season as a rookie, put up 86 more yards and a touchdown. So how do the Panthers contain Thielen and Jefferson and try to focus on Cook? This is going to be a really... This certainly will not be... This is going to be a far cry from Sunday, that's for sure. So... That's why I said too. I think getting this win on Sunday and you know holding the Lions' rushing game the way they did gives them at least a little bit of a confidence boost going into what's going to be an extremely tough assignment on Sunday against the Vikings. And 
of course, you, they also want to be careful not to look ahead to that bye week because they it's going to be really easy for them in the back of their mind to think, hey, yeah, we're four and seven. We're playing the Vikings, and we know we've got our bye week after this. Got to at least try to get that out of your mind for a little bit, and you know we'll see how competitive they can get. But you know they've obviously shown they can do that. John Ellis of One Panther Place brought up a, a really good point on Twitter Sunday night, and it was during the Sunday night game between the Raiders and the Chiefs, and he reminded everyone it's very valid point. The Panthers lost to both of those teams, the Chiefs and the Raiders, by a combined five points. So they've shown the ability that they can hang with just about anybody. You know, the Tampa, the second Tampa Bay game, of course, that game just got away from them in the second half. But other than that, they've shown the ability to hang tight with a lot of these teams. So we'll see if that carries over into Sunday. Should be really fun to look forward to. Looking forward to talking to Luke Braun on Thursday about this game. Should be a very interesting one because, of course, the Vikings are rocking a little bit now after that loss. So now they're sitting at 4-6. and six. So kind of feels like an elimination game of sorts. You know, not that we're expecting the Panthers to go to the playoffs, but we know the Vikings had playoff aspirations going into the season. Loser of this game pretty much can just pack their bags. <laughs> Excuse me. At this point. So we shall uh, we shall see what happens. So that's going to wrap it up I think for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Always appreciate the support. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Resetti. Uh, follow the uh, or follow my work at SI Panthers. I'm going to try to start doing some uh, some draft work there. Maybe we'll get some mock drafts out there, you know, because I said it's like an elimination game for the Panthers, but in all reality, yeah, the Panther season is lost. <laughs> Let's be quite honest. They've still got Green Bay coming up, so this team's pretty much done. You know, they're 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 almost playing for a top ten pick. But we'll get some mock draft stuff out there uh, and start looking at some of these uh, some of these draft prospects. So I'm always excited to get into some draft talk here. So I'm going to get out of here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.